Good evening. Today's daf is daf mem amid aleph and beis. We are going to begin in daf mem by the two dots. The line starts with Yaakov Tanah Banan. Tanah Banan. We learned in a brisa. The brisa says, "Apitropis Meshalmin Min Haaliyah." Yesterday we spoke about if a there's a shur an axe that belongs to a cheren sheitav and this this cheren sheitav can't guard its ox. So the base the now point in apitrapus. So the halacha is if the apitrapus, if this uh, apitrapus, in under his jurisdiction the animal damages. So the halacha is if the animal is a muet, so meshaman min haaliyah. So the nizik could demand payment from the best, the choicest part of the nechassim of the Shanashaytavakat. And as we explained many times throughout the Mazesta, that when it comes to a tam, the first three times, so the mazik has to pay the nizik a chatzinezik, and this chatzinezik comes from the gufoi, the guf of the, of the worth of the mazik. So if let's say the mazik damaged the, the nizik, uh, let's say $100 worth, and now the mazik, for whatever reason, cannot pay him that chatzinezik $50. So you sell the uh, the shade, and half of that, or half of the value of that share, um, pays back the nizik. Uh, um, however, when it comes to a muid, that has to be at least, um, that has to be, uh, number one, it's a nezik shalim, and number two, it's Rishama min aliyah. So that's what the price says. That Apitrapas Rishama min aliyah. That Apitrapas has to pay from the from the best of the nechassim of the chen shayt bekaton. However, ve'im Rishama kaifer, but it does not pay kaifer. So Apitrapas is not mechuyiv to actually pay kaifer. Doesn't have to pay this ransom. Now, but then a fall. The halacha is if a shem wood kills a person. So the Baal Hashir, the owner of the Shir, has to pay a koifer to the inheritors of the uh, of the of the shit. So now the Gemara asks. Now, so what comes out? The Gemara says the reason why the Apitrapus um, pays a koifer, or the reason why the Apitrapus does not pay a koifer, is because a koifer comes to be mechaper to atone for the Baal Hashir, and since Ketanim do not need to have. Uh, kapara, because they are not bnei kapara, you know. And since the apitropos is in place of the tanim, so therefore the apitropos does not need to pay koifer because he's paying koifer for the tanim. And tanim are not bnei kapara, you know. So the Gemara asks, Man tana kufra, who is the tana who taught that the purpose of a kufra is kapara, is atonement? As we learned, there's a machlekis of what koifer is for. Either it's a kapara or it's a mamena. So the question is, who is the Tana who taught that the purpose of the kapara, of the ransom, is for atonement for the owner of the ox? Now, and the, therefore a cotton's apitropus is potter because orphans are, are not subject to the obligation of kapara. Why? Because they're not responsible. So the question is, our Gemara says apitropus misham but vein misham why? Because koifer is kapara, and therefore be yesem ralab ne kapara nino. So who holds this shita? So I'm rebchista. Rebchista says it be shmo benishon be shem and breaki. 
This is the opinion of Bishmol, the son of Rabbi Yechman of Breka. The Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, the Pasuk says, Venosan Pidim Nafshi. The Pasuk says, in regards to um, somebody who's Chayiv Koifer, the Pasuk says, Venosan Pidim Benafshi, that he has to give a Pidim for his Neshama. The Pasuk says, that if Isher damages or kills another person, and Koifer Yishas Allah, Venosan, which means that the Bal Asher, which killed the owner has to give a pidyan afshe, which means koifer, kecholashe yushasolo. That's what the Tatus says. Now, so Rebbechlan Mebreka says that when the Pusik says, Venosan pidyan nafshe, what does that mean? Demain is it? He has to give the value, he's giving a redemption. So what does it mean? He's giving a redemption. He gives the value of the uh, of the person who died, the injured party. He says, no, Demain Mazik. He holds that it's the that you're giving the value of the one liable for the damage. Now, what do you see from this machlek? Is your machlek between the Tanakame and Rebbechel Membreka on Venosan Pidya Nafshe? Do you give the Demei Nizik or the Demei Mazik? So the Gemara says, My lab, what are they arguing? The Rabbana, the Savri, the Tanakame hold Kufra Memenu. They hold that when the Tatus says, You have to give Kaivri, you have to give a ransom, this is a monetary restitution. For damage caused, and therefore the 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 yershim of the victim have to be paid the value of the victim. Why? Because kaifer is mamayne, and the way that the tater looks, the court to the tanakama, the way the tater looks at kaifer means that the shmasher killed this person. So now the yershim are entitled mesad mamayne that the balasher owes mumming to who to yershim because kaifer is mamayne, and therefore. And therefore, according to Talakama, they have to pay the Dmei Nizik. However, Bishmol, the son of Rabbi Yechem holds Kufra Kapara. He holds that Kaifer, when the Tadis says you have to pay a Kaifer, it is for atonement. So accordingly, the amount of the Kaifer, um, so, so according to the one who holds that it's Dmei Nizik, well, all that is because it's a mamayne. So you have to pay the value of the damage that you did. So if you, so if God forbid the shit killed somebody, so you have to now assess what this person would be worth in the marketplace. All is in heaven. Ma'ashenkin, according to Rebbechelan, will hold that since koifer is a kapara, so that's why the chayda is made mazik. So when our price is said that he doesn't pay koifer, why? Because he holds that Kaifer is a kapara, that will be Rebbechel Membreka, who holds that you pay the main music, the main music, I'm sorry. So when a puppet, a puppet says, like, that's not shot. The kula ama kufra kapara I can tell you that everyone holds that Kaifer is an atonement. And this is what they're arguing. The Chachamim holds that how do you pay the Kaifer, how do you assess the Kaifer is with the damage done to the music? And, but Rebbechel Membreka, so he holds with the Mazik Shaminan. We evaluate it according to the value of the one chayef for the damage. In other words, everyone agrees that koifer is a kapara. Question is, how do you assess the koifer? Is the mazik or the nizik? Okay, so now the more asks, to my time of the rabbana, what is the reason the chacham old that we go if koifer is a kapara? So why would the chacham old that you look at the value of the nizik? It's the mazik. So look at what the what the, what the mazik damaged. Gemara says, "Nemer shisa lamata v'nemer shisa lamayla." I have a gzeda shava. It says, "Im koifer yushas olav," and it says also, "When when when uh, a person 
who injures a pregnant woman and causes this woman to miscarry, the Torah also uses the lashon of, of Yushas. So, just like in the case of the woman who has this miscarriage, we evaluate according to the injured party. In other words, we see, excuse me, we see the, the lady, um, how she is with the fetus and without the fetus, how, she, how much she's worth. So, Afkan, so to here, the Kaifer, when the Torah speaks about the Kaifer, about a share damaging or killing a person, is within Isaac. He says it's within Isaac because I have a, I have a Zirisham of Shisha Shisha. The Tera says clearly, and he shall give for the redemption of his life, which is mashma that he has to give a koifer for himself. What does that mean? A koifer that the mazik has to give his lechayer's owner the, the his uh, monetary value. Abanon and the are going to say, "In you're right, You're right. Yes, the Tera does say for the redemption of his life. However, when we evaluate the amount that he's chayved to pay. Is is Shaminan, we're going to evaluate according to the value of the injured party. Rava was praising Rav Acha Bar Yaakov to, to Rav Nachman. And he said, the Odom Godel, Rava told Rav Nachman that this man, Rav Acha Bar Yaakov, is a very great man. So Amalei, Rav Nachman said to him, the Kshiyom when he happens to come to you, when Rabbi Bar Yaakov comes to you, have the of the Adi bring him to visit me. Come down, down to come visit me. So, what happened? He also the Gabe when Rav Nachman, when Rav Nachman, Rav Acha Bar Yaakov came to Rava Amrlei. So Rav Nachman, sorry, when when Rav Acha Bar Yaakov. Came to visit Rava. Thank you very much. Came to Rava. So what happened was is he also got But Reb came to Rava. So Amar later, Reb Nachman said to him, "Boy, minam milsa. Ask me a shaila. I heard you're a great man. So ask me a shaila in learning. So boy, minay. So Reb Acha Baryakiv asked him, "Shershel shnei shutafin kaitzim b'shalim kaver. When you have an ox that belongs to two partners." So, how do you pay Kaifer? If the ox goes and kills somebody and it belongs to Shutfim, how do they pay Kaifer? And he asked, Mishalim high Kaifer for high Kaifer. If this partner pays Kaifer, and this partner now pays Kaifer, Kaifer Echelam and Achman of Lishnei Kufrin, the Tehra says that only one Kaifer shall be paid, but not two ransoms. Now, high Chatsi Kaifer for high Chatsi Kaifer. Maybe say that, okay, each partner has to pay half a Kaifer. But that's also incorrect. Why? Because the terrorist says that it has to be a full ransom, but not half a ransom. That was the question that he asked Reb Nachman. While Reb Nachman was sitting and, and, and thinking about this very, very deep Shiloh, Reb Nachman asked him another question. He says, the Mishnah says, that the Beisdin, when a person, let's say, promises uh, his value, to the base of Migdash, and he doesn't pay it right away, so the Allah is, we take a collateral, we repossess property from this person, um, until he pays the valuation, because he's delaying the payment, so what does the, what does the, what does the people in the base of Migdash do? They grab, they grab, um, they hold a mashkin, until he's going to go ahead and pay his value. That's the din. If somebody, um, promises his value to the base of Migdash, we take a, we take, we, we take a mashkin. 
However, but if a person is chayav a korban or chatos or asham, then the tailor does not go and take the halacha is you don't take a mashkin. Why? Because um, we rely upon them that they that they will bring the carbon on their own initiative, because we assume that they don't that they don't that they want a kapara for their avera. So why would they delay that? Now they don't want to hold, they don't want to hold that kapara. So Allah is Khayavi Kufrin Mai. So you ask the mother Shaila, somebody's Khayva Kaifer. So what's the din? Somebody's Khayva Kaifer now and he doesn't pay. Does the Bizamidish take a mashkin or not? Do we look at it like so he says like this, he explains. Kivan the kapara, since Kaifer Api Allah is a is is a kapara, so kichatas washim dummy. So I'll look at it like a carbon khatas and ashram that you do not have to pay, that you don't have to take a mashkin. So which means that a person treats it seriously because he wants to achieve atonement, and therefore the basin does not need to take away property from him. Or perhaps it should be reasoned that since he's required to give the kaifer to another person, by the by, to another person, so he considers it like a financial liability and does not consider an obligation towards Hashem. And he's not going to treat it seriously. Mm-hmm. And therefore the base then might need to take a mashkin from him because he might not pay it. Mm-hmm. Since he himself did not sin, it's just that the ox sinned. The ox was the one that damaged. So he does not treat this matter seriously enough. And he needs to repossess the property. So those, that's the two questions. This this, uh, he asked her of Nachman. Number one, he asked, Shutvin, Srichin Kapara or not? Um, or I should say, Shutvin, how do they pay the Kwefer? And number two, he asked him is that if, um, he asked him about Chayovi Orchin, Orchin, the Alochin is Mashkin, they say Chayov Chatas is not. What will be the din by Kwefer? Do we look at it as a, as a Korber Chatas or Asham? And therefore, just like there, we don't take a mashkin here also. We don't take a mashkin because he takes it seriously. Or we say no. We say that uh, he doesn't look at it as strict either because he looks at it like uh, money um, or like his friend's money or he says, I didn't really sin. It was my animal that sins. So I don't really need to have a kapara. Okay, so what happened was is he was very sharp and Ram Nachman got like, a, like, got like upset at him. Ram Lee, he says, Shifkin, he said, leave me alone. I'm still stuck in your first shayla. I don't have a, I don't have an answer, so don't ask me another question. Okay, Tana Abana, we learned in Abraisa. Now, even though when a person borrows an ox from another, a shale is high of four damages, the question is like this: Shalu becheskas tam. If he borrowed, Reuben now borrowed from Shimon with the chazaka, with the presumption that it was a shale tam. And what happened? When him some wood, it comes out that it was found that it really was a shale, which is a wood. So the din is like this. The owners pay a half of the chatzinezek. And the shale, the borrower has to pay half the damage. Now, who are the base shale? If, let's say, it became a wood in the house of the borrower, and it's zero by them. So let's say while the borrower took the, the ox, it gored three times, and now it became a wood. So what happened? He then returned it to the owner, and 
then it gored again. So the halacha is bailim shalom and chatzinezek. The owner has to pay a chatzinezek because the tam pays chatzinezek. And v'shel patim reklum, the borrower is exempt from paying any compensation. Why? Since the ox is no longer in his lishus. So that's the din. If he borrowed becheskes tam and he found that it was a muid, so then they split it half-half. If the owner, the borrower, took it and made it a muid and then gave it back to the bailim and then a gourd, so the bailim has to pay half a half a nezik and the shenel is put in miklum. Omar Mar, we learned the price. Why does the shenel have to pay a chazinezik? Lay malay, trade a shili, ayla shili. The borrower could tell the owner, I borrowed an ox. I didn't borrow a lion. So I don't, I, I didn't, I don't accept the fact that it, the fact that it, that, 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 uh, I borrowed a tam, or I borrowed an ox, thinking that maximum it's a tam, or automatically it's a tam. Then I found out that no, it's a muid. So why should I pay anything? I borrowed an ox, I didn't borrow a line. So Marat Rav says, off of my skin, we're dealing with a case of Rishi, he could buy Shuhunachon. We're dealing with a case where the borrower was aware at the time that he borrowed it that it was goring a ox. So he found out that it was goring a Ox. Sorry, he's he, he talking about where the borrower was aware at the time that he borrowed that it was a goring ox, and he, therefore he's high for the damage. So the guard says, but if that's, that's true, let him say to the owner, Tom Sheili, yes, I knew that it was a goring ox, but I borrowed a shirt Sheili. I did not borrow or did not have intention to borrow a shirt wood. I didn't. I, I didn't accept this responsibility, so I shouldn't have to pay. Which person has to pay an ezek shalom? So I'm not. I didn't take that upon me. So the answer is this: the 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 reason is is because the owner can say to him, "Safe, safe, eat time of it." Okay. Ultimately, let's say even if it was a short time that you borrowed, boy the shlumi, you would at least have to pay half the damage. Hashtanami here also zil shalom palkaniske. So too, you will have to at least pay half a damage. So when I ask for name LA, but let him say eat tam. The borrower should say to the owner, if it was a shirt tam, have a mishtalim gufei. So then the damage would be paid as we said in the beginning of the share from the gufa, the body of the ox, not from the aliyah. So the more answers is from the owner lay, the borrower can say because the owner can say to him, save safe at the end of the day at lav trader boyish shlumi the day. The owner can say to him ultimately. Would you not have been required to pay me back the full value of the ox? As a shale, you are obligated to return the ox to me in the same condition that you borrowed it. So even if, the, let's say, the compensation was collected from the sale, you would still have to return me the full value of, of the actual ox. So basically, you're not losing anything. Let him say to him, a tom, if the ox was a tom, have a medina. I would have admitted, I would have, if the ox was a tom, so then I would have admitted my chiyuf, o me part, o me petranya. And I would be potter because the din is that a knas is only when you have testimony from Adam. But made the knas is potter. So if it would be a tom, I'd be made yes, that it, that it, that it attack a gourd, not be potter from the knas. And, and he says, well, I feel I'm on the even according to the one who says that, Half the damage is considered a, a, minor, a monetary restitution, not a knas, and therefore his hido would not 
have rendered himself putter from Chiyuv, they may let the borrower say to him, Tamu, if the ox was a Tam, have a Ma'arikna Leil Agma, I would have smuggled it out to the Agam, to the marsh, so that the Nizik would not find it in my possession. And then he'd be, oh, he, he's not going to be able to collect payment from me, since he can collect only from the proceeds of the sale of the ox, and I'm hiding the ox. So, the compensation for damage caused by the muid can be collected, as we said, from the owner's property. And the borrower has no way of rendering himself but from liability. Therefore, it's unclear why the borrower is to pay half the cost of the damage. The merchant of the skin, what are we dealing with? the atim Took the case where the Beisdin seized the ox first, for Tafsi they grabbed it. Before the owner, before the borrower had a chance to be made there, that, he, that uh, or let's say to smuggle the ox away. So therefore, the, the Shail cannot claim that he would have been able to make himself butter because the Beisdin already took away the ox. So the Gemara says, Yochi, that's really the case, buy them, I'm Shalom, Nazik Shalom, Nechatzinezik. So why does the owner pay half of the damage? Name Malay, let him say to the borrower, Atafsi Lutere, you let my ox be seized by Beisdin, with whom can I, I, I with with whom I cannot have any litigation to try to get my uh, to, to to get anything. The Beisdin already so the Beisdin now took it away. The Beisdin collects full payment, and you're responsible for this situation. Therefore, you have to pay the full amount. So my answer says, Mishum the owner, um, the more answer is that the owner is chayat today because the borrower can say to him, if I would have returned it to you, would the base not have taken it from you? So the more asks Vaiter, the name Malay, let him say in that case, if you would have returned it to me, I would have smuggled it out to the to the Agam, and the base would not be able to seize it. So the says, again, the borrower can say to him, ultimately, with the Nizik, party not then have received payment from your Aliyah, as the Allah in this case of a Mu'id, where we know the compensation comes from the, the, the Aliyah of the, of the property. So the Gemara says, This is very well where there's property to collect from. What about in the case where you don't have the property? What are you going to say? In that case, the borrower has, in fact, caused them a loss. So the Gemara says, Because the reason the, the, the shale is, is Potter because you can say to the owner, just as I, I am indebted to you, to return your ox to you, I'm also indebted to the Nizak, to whom you own O compensation. This is a din of Famous din. From what do we know that, one, that a person, that if one is owed a hundred din, is by another. And the other person, the the uh, the Malva is owed 100 dinners by another person. So, so what do we know that he could just go directly and give it to him? That's what the data says, and he gives it to the one with regard to whom he is Chayiv. So in other words, there's a there's a Matziv where the person Chayiv, uh, the, the liable party, pays a third person to whom the creditor owes the money to him. Now, we said, who had been based Shev is the Bailem, we said that if the ox was made a muid, bebeish shale, by the borrower, and then he returned it to the bailim, so bailim asham chazinezik, so the owner has to pay chazinezik with shale put in and the borrower is put from anything. So the Gemara asks, Shefa the shus mishana, 
The last case of the bride says, Mashma, that a change of custody changes the status of the ox. If it was rendered moored while to the borrower's possession, and then it was returned to its owner, the owner pays only half the cost of the damage. Why? Because there was a sh- there was a rishus mishana because there was a change uh, in the rishus. So the the rishus in the mishana in the first case of the rise, which teaches that the ox retains its status as a mood even after it's being borrowed. It's mashma that rishus in the mishana that custody does not change the status of the ox. So you have to you have to like to, to, to disassociate it. Who taught the first case to not teach the last case? Rabbi Omar Rabbi says no. Both cases are talking about that Rishus does not change the status. The safe final time. Why in the safe law? The ox reversed the status of a tam. Because the owner can say to the borrower, it's not in your power to make my ox a mood. I did not give it to you with intention that because of your pshia, you can now change the status of my shirt. Therefore, the owner is not hired to pay the additional compensation that results from the status the ox acquired under the custody of the borrower. The Papa Amar Baba says, Me the He says, No. If the first Reisha is talking about that the Rishus is Mishana, the Sefer as well. What's the reason in the Reisha works? What's the reason in the first case that the ox is considered a mood even in the custody of the borrower? As wherever it goes, shame, bala, bala, the name of its owner is upon it. Since it was rendered a mood under its owner's custody, with whom it remains identified, is not considered to have undergone a change of Rishos, a change of custody. Okay, we had a din, we said that the, the, the stadium ox is not high to be put to death. Why? Since it's a trained, it's trained to gore. So, can you use the shade, which is trained in a, a stadium, uh, could you use it to, could you sacrifice it on the Mizbech? So we have Machlikas Amiroyim. Rav Amarkosha, Shmuel Amarpasel. Rav Amarkosha is Onasu. Rav says that this guy is beyond his control. And since it's beyond his control, why can't he should be able to sacrifice it on the Mizbech? Shmuel Amarshmuel says, Pasel, Hari Nevda Bayaveda. Why? Because a transgression was committed through it. The more asks Mesfer, I'm going to ask you a question. And the terrorist says, Mina Bahima, you let it bring a carbon from a Bahima. Why does it say Mina Bahima? Laitis Areva, Vesanirba. To exclude an animal that was engaged in, in, uh, in the relations with an, a man, with a, with a person or animal that was, that, that was an object of, uh, of being a Nirba. You can't bring that as a carbon. Mina uh, Bakr, why does it say from the herd? Laitis Aneva, to exclude an animal that has been worshipped as an Avedizara. Minat Sein from the flock, like it says, to exclude an animal that was have been set aside for 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 Amidizara. Minat Sein, like it says, in a gaff, says Minat Sein to exclude an animal that gores a person killing him. Amar Rebbeim and Rebbeim says this: Im Namar Rivea, Lama Namar Negaf. If the Teda disqualified a Rivea, why would it say about Negaf? And Vim Namar Negaf, Lama Namar Rivea. Why? Because there's a Chumrah pertaining to an animal that engaged in in this act of. Of, of Rivea, which does not pertain to one that gores. And you have an animal that gores, that does not pertain to an animal that engaged in, in, in Rivea. And where it says, Rivea, with regard to an animal that, had, that, that engaged in this act, also, the terror renders a case where it's a victim of circumstances beyond his control, like the case of a Rotson, like he willfully did it, and 
disqualified the carbon. An ox that gored, like also by Aeneas Karatsin, the terror does not render a case of Aeneas Karatsin. Negeach is Mashalm Kafer. Revea, any Mashalm is a Kafer. Lefika, Chuchlem, Revea, Wuchlem, Negeach. Now, what comes out from this Brysa? Ketoning Mias, what comes out from this Brysa? Revea, also by Aeneas Karatsin. By the case of Revea, the terror makes an Aeneas Karatsin. Negeach, but by Gore, lay also by Aeneas Karatsin. The terror does not make an Aeneas Karatsin. The Maya Chasa, the Maya asks, with regards to what Allah has stated, law of the carbon is now with regards to an animal eligibility to be brought as a carbon. So it comes out that the stadium ox, which is considered a onus beyond its control, is fit to be brought as a carbon. Not like Shmuel says that it's usher. So the verse is like, it's not what, no, it's not what the Bryson means. Look, Tolo. It means the death that the ox is not killed if the victim of circumstances beyond its control. So the Mordechai says, "I'm going to It makes sense to say this. The Yam is the carbon because if you're going to say that it means the carbon, the Gerl also beinus kerotzin. With regard to an animal that gores, the Terran does not render a case where it's a victim of circumstances beyond its control, like the case where it acted willfully. Lav beinus the deksiv, lav rosin the deksiv. Neither are circumstances beyond its control written in that context, nor is it willingness written. The issue is not mentioned in the Terran at all." And Allah, the Ketala, must be, it's talking about for, if the, if the acts, the, the kills. So the Bryce does not really address the Machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Amr Ma'ar, we learned in the Bryce, and again, Mishal Masakefer, Devein, and Mishal Masakefer. The Lord says, hey, Chidami, what's the case? If you say the animal engaged in the Vas with a woman, and killed her, so Mali the Katla Bekarna, Mali Katla Bekarna, who cares how we kill? The animal deserves to be killed, and you have to pay a Kefer. Well, the Rav, you Rather, they were involved in this act, but he did not kill her. So, the reason why he doesn't pay a kite for is because he didn't kill the, he, the animal, didn't kill the person. Really, the animal engaged in this relations, but he did not kill her. So, really, the owner is not high of kaifer. However, what happened was, is the as the as the woman brought was brought to the basin. They executed her for having this sister. The Mar says, You would think that the Katli Domi, the ox would be considered like one that killed her, as um, that's why she got executed. Therefore, the owner should be hired to pay a kaifer. Therefore, we don't say that. Rather, it's a case. No, the case where the animal had this sin and killed her in the process. Or the kachul of mali kata bekanai and mali kata berevio. Ah, you're asking what difference does it make if she was killed with the horns or killed with nervas? Uh, the answer is is that keren kavanos alazik. The case of keren, as we know, is it has the intention to cause injury, and high kavanos alanos atzvei. In the case of the killing through nervas, its intention is to achieve its own pleasure. It didn't have intention to go kill the person. So the says, "B'mai kem b'fligi." What are they arguing? But ego shadorso gabitinik b'chotza nizik. They disagree with regard to the case where the ox trampled the ox, a child with its foot killing it in the courtyard of the Nizik. Why? Because it's as though it was compelled to behave in this manner, and therefore it's not Chayav Misa, and you could bring a carbon. Have a wonderful.